glad he left us when he left us. Mm. The stuff he left us. Ah, so glad. So glad. Good morning. It's 508-550-KTSA-FM-1071. The Treyware page. KTSA.com. There's Elaine. There's Jimmy. And there's Big Dog right over there. I'm going to talk about that in a second. I got a couple of uh, nice stories to start with. But first, just a warning that high winds and low humidity equals fire. That's happening later with winds gusting up to 60 miles per hour. It's going to turn and start to come out of the northwest, and it's going to come out the northwest. <laughs> That's going to be later this afternoon. So if you're not going to be home till you know later tonight, uh, whatever, then uh, you might want to do something before you leave to anchor down the, uh, the, the, the lawn furniture, the dog. <laughs> if you leave the dog outside, the dog ends up in Cleveland. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Uh, ladies, put the husband out. Maybe he'll blow away. I don't know, but it's just going to be nuts. All right, a couple of uh, – I'm going to start today. Instead of starting with the what's wrong with the world, I want to start with a couple of cool things, and and one of which sits right across the glass from me. And yesterday, the Associated Press here in Texas named Don Morgan as the top news anchor in the entire state of Texas. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> That's right, much rejoicing. <laughs> the entire state of Texas. Now, folks, I, let me just make that, uh, let you understand, uh, uh, pull the curtain back a little bit, okay? Because I was, we were talking about this earlier, how back in the day, we would have 15 people in this newsroom, and the news people would walk in, and all everything would be done for them. Everything. Scripts written, stories, actualities, the sound, everything was done. That is still the case to a lot lesser degree at some places where they have people who are writing their stuff and preparing their stuff and planning their stuff and all of that, the sound and everything. Particularly when you get to places like Houston and Dallas, etc., they have other staffs that are here overnight or at their stations overnight. There's nobody here except me. <laughs> you know, I'm it, okay? And when Don gets here, he has to compile all of the newscasts himself. He works by himself in there. He does not have a staff that's supporting him, as they do in Dallas and in Houston and places like that. And he kicked their butts. And I'm so proud of you. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. And it's not a surprise to me that you're tops. It's not. It's well-deserved. I mean, all of those things are absolutely true. Um, but I'm just very, very proud to sit here with you every day and, and watch what you do. It's great. Well, feeling is likewise, Trey, and I appreciate it. Uh, because you, I didn't have any idea um, until you posted something yesterday afternoon and tagged me in it, and I started getting notifications from people. Um, <laughs> Sorry you, about that. Well, you know, kind of ruined your afternoon. No, it, no it's not at all. I was, you know, <laughs> as I told you earlier, I was having lunch with my daughter, yeah. and uh, we were talking and uh, at the restaurant, and I could feel my phone. <laughs> In my pocket, you know, it was vibrating like crazy. And I thought, well, something must have happened. Right. You know? So I'm looking at all the TVs in the restaurant. And, to make sure 9 11. Yeah, make sure that, you know, right. you know, there's not more balloons right. falling. And right. so I'm looking around and I don't see anything that's happening. Well, you know. So I, we keep talking and my phone keeps going, you know, vibrating. And uh, so I said, well, maybe I should take a look. And I look and I didn't really see anything from, you know, immediate family sure. or anything. And, Except that you know, there were the first message I saw was from this girl I dated back. Well, she's a you know grandma now. Yeah. I did back in the you know back in nineteen ninety. Yeah. And I and I 
I press on it and it says, Congratulations, stud. <laughs> I'm like, what, you know, well, that's where girls still got jokes, they, right? They so, yeah. Well, because th- yeah. that's what I called you in the post. Right. And I and I had no idea. <laughs> and so I'm like, what the hell is she doing now? So <laughs> I just kind of went about my business or whatever. Huh. And and then, uh, you know, we go back home and my daughter t- goes back to her place and, and uh, I get my phone out and I look and I see I have all these messages from people. Congratulations. Well deserved. You know, good. Congratulations on your award or whatever. What the hell did I win? You, know? <laughs> you had no idea. I had no clue. And well, so, well, what the station does is they submit, you know, tapes and all that kind of stuff for right. these, for which is what AP and the others, Texas Association of Broadcasters, those requests that, yeah. that happen. So anyway, you you didn't know. I had no, had idea. no idea. I mean, I, I knew we'd submitted something, but, yeah, it was, but you didn't it's know. been six weeks or right, so, something, right. so I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And uh, so then I... <laughs> I looked and I got on Facebook and I saw that I had been tagged in a post by you um, and and Rima and Jack and so I go to the one you posted and it put you put you know congratulations stud or whatever it was <laughs> and I'm like oh that's where that came from <laughs> you know, so I you know, I looked at it and I'm like I you know, I don't even know yeah. I have to start doing some research yeah I'm from New England I don't believe anything yeah. you know so I right. you know go and I look and I'm like well I'll be damned there it is yeah you know, sure so. enough top in the state of Texas yeah. top news anchor in the state of Texas. And uh, and 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 all the people commenting about that, they weren't surprised at all. They knew that the, that was uh, that was absolutely fitting. And the other thing that you do is you step out of that chair and you join me and talk about stuff that's going on. You, you join Rima, and so you you wear many hats and you do a great job of it. So uh, well deserved and and congratulations well, to you. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you every day. It's well, it's a definite thrill. Well, and uh, you know, I, I every day when I pull off the highway and head down Eisenhower Road, first thing I do is I scooch down so I don't get shot, <laughs> and then. You know, and I see those tower lights, you know, lighting up the sky as you, yeah. as you come down the road. And I think about, you know, your pop and Bruce and, and Johnny and Liz Ruiz and all the people that came here before. And, Absolutely. And just, you know, it wouldn't be possible if they hadn't evolved. We stand on their shoulders. Well, you know, you think about it. This station's 100 years old yeah. now, 101 now. Yeah. And it, the greats. It, yeah, and greats it started on, you know, in someone's garage back in 1922. Yeah. And, and here we are now with all we have going on around us. And, yeah. and we mentioned all of those names. Uh, you know, geez, thanks to them. I would be a... I'd be a fool to come in here and sully their reputations. So. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, here's a name that maybe you don't know and some of our listeners won't know, but some will. Logan Stewart would be proud of you. Uh, and so would uh, Ann Schiller, who we just had a memorial for right, this past yeah. weekend. So yeah. those people, they really set what our news is all about. Yeah, and they're definitely. the ones who were who built KTSA's news into mm-hmm. to what it is, and we just stand on their shoulders. Absolutely. But you obviously stand out in the entire state of Texas, so congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, i gotta t- I got I got another good good, uh, f- uh, good feel story, and then we'll break and come back with a, with a heavy-duty stuff, okay? okay right. This is a good feel we're, story. We're about to make your day miserable, so let's have yeah, some fun with let's it. Let, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so college softball, girls college softball, right. two teams, Grandview University, and the other is Southeastern, Southeastern University. So they're playing. The girl from Grandview, Caitlin Moses, hit a Grand Slam home run. She takes off running. She rounds first and tears up her ankle, and down she goes. She can't get back up. Right. I know that feeling. Yeah. So the rule is you have to complete the run. None of your teammates can help you. You have to touch all bases for that to be a Grand Slam home run. Right. Your foot has to touch the bases. And your teammates cannot, your coaches, nobody can help you. You have got to do that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, there's a little thing in the rule. There is no rule about the opposing team helping you. There you go. So the opposing team, Southeastern, their players went over. And they picked up Miss Caitlin. And they took her to second so she could touch second. They took her to third so she could take third, touch third. And then they took her home so she could touch home home plate and 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 make the run complete and uh and it was the opposing team that carried her they actually picked her up and carried her and when she got to each base they put her foot down so she right. could the excellent. opposing team yeah excellent great sportsmanship isn't that yeah, awesome i mean and all the stuff that's going on in the world yep and we'll dive into it here in a minute everything's happening everybody's all out for me 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 all but then all for myself here are some college female college baseball softball players that said, no, you hit a grand slam, we're going to help you. Right. And you hear that and you think there's still hope. There's, there's a lot of hope. A lot of hope out there. A lot, a lot of hope. You know, there's a lot of cracking on young people these days, right. and a lot of times it's deserved. But, but in this the case, best of the best right this there. is awesome. Yeah. So, and, and I really wanted to highlight it because we need to highlight these types of stories to spread that kind of story around. Absolutely. So, yeah. Good on you girls and good on you, sir. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hello, this is Dr. Mark Haver. Strong winds later this afternoon into the overnight hours, so prepare for all of that. 522, 550 KTSA, FM 107.1, the page over at KTSA.com. Thanks to Elaine for keeping up the page and keeping the fresh content on there for you to go and enjoy. It's podcasts over there. There's videos by me over there, all kinds of cool stuff. So thank you, Elaine, for doing that. That's over at the Trayware page at KTSA.com. So. Let me dive into some of these stories. Biden is about to break out his veto pen for the first time since becoming El Presidente, of course, because when the Democrats were in charge of both houses of Congress, he had nothing to veto. They did everything that he wanted done, or whoever is actually running the show here. So I'm sure you've heard about this ESG stuff that's going on. It is the, uh, I, I don't know if you ever looked at the Communist Chinese and their social scores, but it is the American, the U.S. equivalent of social scores, where if you're not being a good enough boy or girl, according to the government, and doing what they want you to do, then you get canceled, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't go here, you can't go there, etc. They are putting that into place here. They're in a hurry to get it done because they only have two years until a new president comes in, and hopefully that's going to be a Donald Trump Somebody like that who is going to reverse and get rid of a lot of this stuff. But they're trying to, in an authoritarian way, just like a Stalin, uh, just like a Mao, just like a Hitler, crack down on your life and control every aspect of your life. And that's what this ESG stuff is. So they're trying to get it put into place. Republicans in the House got it passed to reverse it. They're sending that bill over to Biden to sign into law to do away with ESG, and he's going to veto it because he wants ESG. He obviously wants communist China running our country and and the government. Bottom line to this, and maybe you've heard Carl Eggers advertise it here, and he and I have had multiple conversations on the air about it. What they're attempting to do is tell these guys who invest your money for you, like you're putting money into 401K or whatever, that they can only invest with these particular companies that have high ESG scores, right? So 
what it is, it boils down to this. The government, not you, and not the person who is handling your money, the government will determine where your money is invested and with what which companies. Now, the reason they do this, obviously, is, is more control over you, more control. If you control somebody's money, you control them. I'm going to get to more of that in a, in a couple of seconds. But the other reason that they're doing this for is they're directing it to green companies like solar panel manufacturers and manufacturers of these windmills and all this kind of crapola, right? Because those companies are not successful. Nobody is investing in them because there's no return. People only invest in companies that get returns, right? So they're having to force your money into investing in those companies. You're not going to get a return. (laughs) That's your retirement. And you're trying to build for your retirement when you're investing in those companies and when your money manager is investing in those companies. But now, now... The government is going to say, no, can't invest there because they don't have a good ESG score. You can only invest in these companies. It does two things. First of all, it props up those companies that are failures, keeps them from going under with your money. You go under. They're taking your money to prop up those companies. But it also encourages other companies to become ESG companies. It's an absolute fraud. It's an absolute control of your money. And the government is going to do it. Now, why? Where are they headed with all this? The next move that they are going to make after they get this ESG nonsense in place and they control where you invest and when you invest, the next thing they're going to do is set up government digital currency. Government digital currency. Like Bitcoin. But it's going to be issued by the government. They're going to start issuing their own digital currency. And then, slowly but surely, and they're going to do it quickly, but it's going to take some time to do it, they're going to start removing our current forms of money. The money that you carry, the credit card that you carry, etc. So then, when they issue digital currency, and you don't have something tangible in your hand, right? It's all out there in the ether somewhere. They can turn you off immediately if you're not doing what they want you to do. They can cancel you from buying anything once you don't have it in your hand. And that's where they're heading. He is also going to issue another veto this week. I'll tell you about that when we come back from the news. Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five years, 60 months. TSA, would you? 536 now. High winds, low humidity equals fire danger later this afternoon into the evening hours and the overnight hours as well. In our area, we could see wind gusts up to uh, 60 miles per hour. There is some flooding on the north and northwest side of San Antonio, some spots, because uh, serious uh, storms uh, came. Well, they were basically across the western and northern sectors of 1604, across Timberwood Park and, uh, you know, Bull Verde, uh, on out that way and on up toward uh, Green and New Braunfels and all that. Uh, with a lot of hail, man. Uh, wow. It was hailing like crazy in the middle of some of that stuff. So anyway, we got some water on the roads. Uh, be, be aware of that. If you typically go through an area that usually floods, you might run into some flooding on the way in this morning. All right, San Antonio, I hope you're awake and I hope you're listening. Another Biden veto. The veto that I was telling you about in the last half hour was about ESGs. 
where he wants to direct where your money is invested in which company your money, your retirement gets invested into. That's none of the government's business. He's going to veto a bill that would cancel him on that. The other thing he's going to veto, in the D.C. area, they were passing a soft-on-crime bill. In fact... According to the Metropolitan Police Department, since their soft on crime bill in D.C., homicides have dramatically increased 25%, vehicle theft is up 111%, theft from auto up 21%, and auto theft is up 16%. Are you listening, San Antonio? Now, this is a bill because Congress controls D.C. This is a bill that goes to the president to stop this nonsense of being soft on crime in D.C. And the president, he's soft on crime. He wants the crime that's in the area, just like Nirenberg and the other council people want it here in San Antonio. They're trying to bring it here. They're going to push it hard for San Antonio. Biden approves of it in D.C., even though homicides are up 25%, vehicle theft up 111%, theft from vehicles up 20%, et cetera, et cetera. Crime has exploded in D.C. with a soft-on-crime bill that was put into place by Democrats in D.C. The Republicans, they are getting rid, trying to get rid of that soft-on-crime bill, and the president is going to stop them with a veto pen, he says, he wants soft on crime in American cities. We are facing the exact same thing here in San Antonio, where they are trying to pass. Nirenberg's pushing it. The other council people are pushing it. You've heard me talk a lot about it, going soft on crime in San Antonio. There is no reason to expect, none whatsoever, that the results are going to be any different than any other city that has gone soft on crime, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's Austin, or any other D.C., any other city that has gone soft on crime, crime soars. There is no reason to believe that San Antonio is going to be any different. Crime will take off and soar even worse. And we already have a huge crime problem in San Antonio. It's big. This is demoralizing to police, and that's the intent. This Act 4 people, this Act 4 group, you can't defund the police. They know that. So what they want to do is demoralize the police so that we're in the same situation that they're in in Austin and San Francisco and other cities across the nation where they can't find a cop within 100 miles. They got guys leaving in Austin like crazy. 77 this year alone. 2023 since the beginning of this year 77 have left and not been replaced in the austin police department do you want that in san antonio do you want soaring crime in san antonio do you want to call 911 and be put on hold for half an hour do you want to try to get in touch with a cop to come out and okay we'll be there in two hours because we're so short-staffed is that what you want if you're a business owner in this community, do you want people with impunity to be be able to come into your this is a rhetorical question because your answer is obviously no, but do you want people to come into your place of business and steal from you and not face consequences for stealing from you? Is that what you want? What kind of community is San Antonio going to be? What kind of city is San Antonio going to be? Well, we don't have to take a guess at it because they're doing this across the country. They're doing it in D.C., and the numbers are absolutely unbelievable.
Crime is off the charts, as they say. We know about San Francisco, and you've heard me for years call San Antonio San Frantonio. They are using those liberal Democrat radical cities as a model for your city, for this one right here. You're already seeing the trash on the streets and on Loop 410 and Loop 1604. You're already seeing that. You're already seeing the mess that we have with people attacking people in random crime. Not crime that was planned or crime that had anything to do with, you know, between two, but just random crime. We already have that exploding. We have homelessness exploding all over this city where people are sleeping and crapping and everything else. I'm sorry. People are doing all kinds of stuff everywhere around the city. And it's to the point now where it's getting out of control and the police can't handle the amount of crime that is already breaking out in San Antonio. So we don't have to guess where it's going to go. We already know. We can look at these other cities, and we already know exactly what's going to happen in San Antonio. And I've said to business owners here, because I'm very passionate about business in San Antonio, why would you support a mayor and a city council with your dollars that are pushing something, a change to the way we handle crime in San Antonio that we know would increase crime against businesses and against citizens? Theft of vehicles, theft from vehicles. That's people going through the parking lots and stealing from you because they can, and they know they can. Why? Because when they steal your purse or whatever you have of value in your car, it's less than $750. That's why. So they go around. If you leave a backpack or a purse or something in in the backseat of your car or whatever, well, bang, they break in there and they grab it and they take off with it, and whatever was in there is theirs, and they don't get in trouble for it. The cops don't even chase them down. They didn't even do an investigation. There's no reason to call the cops. They won't even do an investigation of something like that if this passes. So this is a critical moment. You know, they always talk about infection moments and important moments and all that. This is a critical moment for San Antonio. You're facing one right now, San Antonio. The president is for soft-on-crime policies. He's going to prove that with a veto this week, he says. Ron Nirenberg and this city council. Ron Nirenberg and this city council, and they're running for re-election. And this is going to be on the ballot. And by the way, Elaine is going to get me a copy of the ballot so I can read the language to you. Because what they also do is they will screw around with the language on the ballot so you think you're voting against it and you actually voted for it. So when, when Elaine gets a copy of the ballot, I'm going to read it on the air to you so you know exactly what you need to do to combat this and beat it. Andrew, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Good morning. I just wanted to say, so if you catch one of these guys in the act of a crime and you happen to shoot them, and uh, do you go to jail because the bullet costs less than $750? Well, I would imagine that you would be prosecuted if you shoot somebody for something like that. If you, um, I don't, I, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not even going to get into the middle of what happens or you know what the ramifications are going to be, but I would imagine that uh, that would be something that, you know, stealing your backpack, you wouldn't shoot somebody for doing that, right? And they're certainly not going to do that at stores. And that's the main issue here, Andrew, is that we have a problem in these soft-on-crime cities with smash and grab already, where they go in and in teams of like 30 into these convenience stores, and they just wreck the whole place and, and walk out with whatever, and nobody gets in trouble for it because the cities are soft-on-crime. And it's chaos, and it's anarchy. 
And they're trying to bring that into San Antonio. You have to understand, and thank you for the call, Andrew. You have to understand, San Antonio, this is your city council and your mayor who are pushing this. They want this to happen. And it makes absolutely no sense at all. There's no sense out of this whatsoever. The vulnerable, law-abiding citizens of San Antonio are going to be victims of crime like never before, like we've never seen before. And I've been here all of my life, and I have seen crime go up and crime go down, and crime go up and crime go down. Well, let me tell you something. Everywhere that they've put this stuff in place, crime has gone only one direction, and that's up, and it doesn't come back down. And then you get to a point where you're like Chicago, where the killing fields are just out of control, and people are being killed for no reason. And they're trying to bring that to San Antonio. And we need to stop it. There's only one way to stop it. There's only one way to stop it. If you're a voter in San Antonio, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care who you are. I don't care. If you're a voter in San Antonio, you've got to stand against this, or crime is going to overtake the city. We've seen it in these other cities. We know how it works. The president is all for it. I'm sure that's why Nirenberg is for it. He's kissing their fanny so bad he wants a, he wants a position uh, with, the, with the big Democrats so bad he's kissing their fanny. Look what I did. Yeah, destroyed a city so he could move on. Well, don't let them do it. Go vote in May and make sure that he's defeated, the other city council members are defeated, and make sure this is defeated. And by the way, just issuing a, just issuing a, a press release, you business owners and, 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 uh, and, and for the chamber and everybody else, issuing a press release ain't going to cut it, baby. you got to get out on the streets. you got to bang on doors. Every time I talk about this, I get calls and emails. I didn't know that was going on. That's happening here? Yeah, that's happening right here in San Antonio. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Stop dealing with constant tooth pain and stop... So, this is kind of oxymoronic. Whataburger is the healthiest cheeseburger? Healthiest cheeseburger? (laughs) Now, I got friends in the military that would say military intelligence is oxymoronic, but that's really oxymoronic. Healthiest cheeseburger... You don't eat a cheeseburger because it's healthy. I want to know what makes it healthy. I don't know. I, I, I have to look into that. I guess they put some sort of lettuce on there, maybe a little kale on the side. Or I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue whatsoever. But, but it's, I'm not it's eating sugar, a cheeseburger It's sugar-free ketchup. Well, that's <laughs> got some of that. Who knows? Wendy's is the worst, so there you go. Wow. Uh, Whataburger's the best, and Wendy's the worst for healthy cheeseburger, whatever. San Antonio's the worst city for pizza, and I, I think that's true. I, I, I There's... Um, I like Caparelli's. Gay, I love you, and I love Caparelli's, and I like their pizza. There's a couple of other places. A place out in uh, shirts called Matangas is pretty good. You know, they do. Yeah, they, they were, do I a was just job. there last Friday. They do a good job. Matangas, yeah. yeah. You didn't eat the pizza, though, did you? Well, I guess you could. Yeah, put vegetables on there. Yeah, sure. that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so anyway, but we, we rank uh, 50th out of 50 cities, right? That's it. Dead last on the list. <laughs> We're something. We yeah. made the list, though. <laughs> We're dead last, but we made the list. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that's probably true. I, 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 you know, it's not our forte, you know. Um, right. And I'm not being, uh, you know, uh, kind of racist or anything when i say we're tacos that's what we are yeah we're tacos and enchiladas that's one of the reasons we will find no better tex-mex however i'm serious yeah you're right uh you know we know how to spell nachos here and there's no there's no t in nachos so uh i don't worry about being last on the pizza list because you know i can go anywhere and get a great enchilada anywhere in his town yeah and so i'm i'm totally good with that 
So, doesn't bother you? No, doesn't okay. bother me. I we I, I love pizza. We're we're, we're pizza people. Uh, that's what I said about Caparelli's. I like their stuff. Uh, but I, you know, I, it's not like if it's it's not like live or die by me. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a deal I have to have, and I gotta have another pizza. It's okay, and but uh, you can take my pizza away, but don't touch my tacos. No, now you got a problem. <laughs> don't touch my enchilada. <laughs> that's how I feel about well, it. Well, if that happens, where will you go out to eat? Well, see, that's you know? the deal. And I, you know, the thing is, just since we're talking, the thing is, we rarely go out these days. Uh, since the pandemic, I started cooking at home during the pandemic a lot. Mm-hmm. Nancy always cooks, and she always has. She's a wonderful cook. But I started, and what we're finding is the stuff we're making at home is not only cheaper but better <laughs> than, than we're finding at restaurants. There's a couple right. of places I like to go. Sure. I like old Abel Gomez's place called Abel's over there and a couple of others and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Garcia's. You know, there's some yeah. places like that I like to go to. But other than that, I don't really hit a, like a gems. I, everybody knows I live. Everybody knows I'm a gems fan. Everybody knows that, and a frontier fan. But other than that, I we we eat at home a lot, and uh, it's better for us and better for the bank account. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So don't have to wait in line. No. Uh-uh. No. All right. So the number one news anchor in the state of Texas has a plate full of news coming up for you next. KTSA. I get to talk to you about somebody that I... Several feet of snow to parts of California. Winds of up to 80 miles per hour and baseball-sized hail are prepared to hit parts of Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Cities such as Baton Rouge, San Antonio, and Houston may tie or break temperature records as well as numbers soar to the high 80s. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, at least seven people injured following a flight from Texas to Germany after their plane experienced significant turbulence over Tennessee. Authorities say... Lufthansa Flight 469 was going from Austin to Frankfurt when the crew reported turbulence some 37,000 feet over Tennessee. So the flight was diverted to Washington, D.C., where the injured passengers were taken to the hospitals. Their conditions not known this morning. A woman in custody after a deadly dog attack on the west side last week. 31-year-old Abilene Schneider was arrested Wednesday afternoon, charged with attack by a dangerous dog resulting in death and injury to an elderly person. She and her husband, 31-year-old Christian Moreno, owned the three American Staffordshire Terriers involved in the attack on Depla Street. Moreno was also in jail. The dogs attacked and killed an 81-year-old man, injured his wife, and two other people. President Biden believes the future is strong for Democrats. Folks, you all know how much we've gotten done, but a lot of the country still doesn't know it. That's why the big job in front of us is implementing the laws we passed so people start to see it in their lives, all the benefits that are there because you produced it for them. You stepped up and got got it done. The president also called out several GOP Republicans, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. The New York City Council is teaming up with the private sector to help organizations serving more than 47,000 asylum seekers. Now, the council is going to pitch in $1.2 million. That's projected to go unspent this fiscal year, while the remaining money is going to come from private partners. The council saw an opportunity to shift this allocation to support nonprofit providers that are on the ground right now supporting asylum seekers. KTSA News time is 6.02. Well, Mike McCarthy explains some of his recent decisions. Here's Rudy J with sports. In the NFL, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy told John Mashota of The Athletic of his taking over play calling and moving on from Kellen Moore, quote, I want to run the ball so I can rest my defense. I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and a championship. In other news, a Manhattan judge rules that former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores 
compressed discrimination case versus the NFL and three teams in court after the league asked for arbitration. The Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans were teams mentioned in his suit. Flores was hired as the Vikings defensive coordinator this offseason. In the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs are back after nearly a month away for the rodeo road trip as they welcome the Indiana Pacers into the AT&T Center tonight. Tip-off is set for 7.30. I'm Rudy J for 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. It's 6.03, AccuWeather and Time Saver Traffic next. KTSA News, brought to you by Stevens Roofing. You know who you are. Yeah. 606-550-KTSA, FM 1071, Trayware Page, KTSA.com. Thanks for listening this morning. Right over here is Elaine, right over there is Jimmy, and there's Don, number one news anchor in the state of Texas, according to AP and the Texas Broadcasters. And we got a lot of stories we're touching on this morning. You're going to hear from a teacher here in just a minute if you're concerned about education, public education, as we've talked about so many times. Wait until you hear what a teacher told the Arizona Senate Education Committee. And it's one of the major problems that's wrong with public education. And then we got a whole lot of sound from Merrick Garland, Ted Cruz, and Josh Hawley. Merrick Garland was on the hot seat. That's all coming up. But before we get there, the past couple of days, you've probably seen Rebecca Kiesling on television. She's been all over the place. She testified before Congress a couple of days ago, and she was on a couple of uh, shows yesterday. She is 100% correct in her testimony and what she says about fentanyl in this country. And to Joe Biden, I will say, this is not a laughing matter. He was making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday, who blamed him for uh, the fentanyl crisis. And that's where the blame lies, with Joe Biden. Make no mistake about it. He is doing absolutely nothing to control China, who is manufacturing this stuff. He's doing nothing to combat the cartels who are making it, putting it together, and sending it into the United States by mules, which are drug runners, and every other way. They have declared China, through the cartels, have declared war on the United States. You've heard me say that over and over again. I believe that's what COVID was. But I also believe that's what fentanyl is. 100,000 of our young people are being killed every year by taking something that they don't even know that's in there. And we got spring break coming up. Can you imagine? So Rebecca Kiesling is on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline with me this morning to talk about this after the death of her two young sons. And you and I are in a club that no parent wants to be in, and that's the club of parents burying their, chil- burying their children. So, Ms. Kiesling, thank you very much for being on this morning. My heart goes out to you. And prayers go out to you, and thank you so much for your bravery for standing up on this issue. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, I couldn't sleep last night. I can't believe what Biden said. Yeah, I know. It's very hard. <sighs> I understand. Uh, it, and it, it feels hopeless. Like, how is this administration ever going to do anything when that's the heart of this horrible man? Yeah. How could he be so gallant? Well, um, he is, and, and we talk about this on, on my show a lot, he's a heartless, ruthless politician who uh, he doesn't care. He, he doesn't care what's going on with people. He doesn't care whose lives are wrecked. And he doesn't care the human carnage that stands uh, that, that he leaves behind in his wake as he's setting this policy, which, by the way, the border was controlled before he got into office, and he changed the border policy. We have a border that's out of control, and that's where we are today. 
And 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 I and love. I know what, you guys see it. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah, we're living it every day. But I, I want to focus yeah. on a, on a phrase that you use because I've used this time and time again. You said this is a war. Act like it. Please talk about that. Yeah, I mean, a hundred thousand. Well, a hundred and ten thousand in twenty twenty one died from drug deaths. Um, there was a 22% increase in fentanyl deaths in 2021 from 2022. And um, from 2020, when he came into office, 22% increase in fentanyl deaths. And that is because of his policies. And I said that, look, if, if they were dying for any other reason, or if you had Chinese troops amassing at the border, you damn well know you would do something about it. They freak out about a, a Chinese balloon going over the country and nobody died. But you're not going to freak out about them killing off 110,000 of our people every year? You know, uh, up until yesterday, I, don't, I can't recall him even saying the word fentanyl until yesterday, and when he said it, he laughed about it. So for just a second here, if, if you can, let's talk about your boys, um, because I want our audience to understand. I want moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas to understand that this can happen to anybody. Your boys were not hell raisers, right? They were not uh, cr- you know, gang bangers r- running the streets. They were a couple of good boys, right? Tell me about them. I, yeah. I really like talking about and remembering how they lived and how they died. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, the, and Caleb was extremely intelligent. He got a, a 90 on the PCOT test. He was going to go into the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, great athlete, sweet kid. Um, and, you know, they died along with 17-year-old Sophia. I feel like, you know, it's not fair not to mention her. And it's only because, you know, three young people died together that our story made the news. There was another kid who died in our hometown the same day. Nobody heard about it. And now I've met so many other parents from my community whose children died before my kids, and I never heard about it. I didn't know about it. I didn't know that this was happening. Um, I did everything to try to stop my kids from, from trying drugs, from doing drugs. They got more warnings than anybody. I can't believe the liberals who are going on social media emailing me, messaging me everywhere, harassing me, tagging me in things, oh, telling me that I that I they can't believe that I raised my kids to do drugs. Yeah. That I thought that doing that doing Percocets is okay. Are you crazy? What is the matter with you? Of course I taught my children properly, like hopefully all parents do. So they, they had taken some what they thought was Percocet, but it was laced with uh, fentanyl, and this happens all the time, where now they're putting a, a horse tranquilizer on it so that Narcan won't work, and also they're doing a rainbow uh, where it looks like candy, and obviously right. their, their intended target are little bitty kids who would think they're grabbing a bunch of sweet tarts or something, stuffing it in their mouth, and, and they die. These people are evil. They're satanic, they're vile, and they are killing our, our youth in this country. And what is so frustrating, and I hear the frustration in your tears, and it's in my voice every day that we talk about this, is that the government refuses to do anything about it. Matt Gates has brought it up and said we need to we need to bomb these sites down in Mexico that are manufacturing this stuff. Others have said, yeah, we need to do that. But the people who are in charge, who are running our border pers- uh, policy, they refused. They they will they will do a hundred and twenty one billion dollars in uh, in Ukraine protecting Ukraine's border, but they won't do anything in uh, for our own border and our own children in this country. Nothing. 
is there any question that they're trying to kill off our children when they're creating these rainbow fentanyls, hiding them in candy boxes, when they're adding the horse tranquilizer to fentanyl so that it can't be detected with fentanyl strips so that you, they can't be saved with Narcan? People would ask me, oh, why would drug dealers want to kill off their customers? Because this is a war. This isn't about trying to create addicts. They're trying to destroy our country by killing off our people. I agree with that. I, I think that's absolutely uh, true. And they're doing it in the most sinister way in that your, your, your boys didn't even know that they were taking fentanyl. It's not like kids are ordering fentanyl. Now, some probably are, but uh, for the vast majority of them, they're getting what's a, you know, a Xanax at a party or something, and it's laced with fentanyl, and they're dead within minutes. It doesn't yeah, take long at all. Yeah, it's not even real Xanax. Right. It's called Etizolam. I had never heard of that either. It's only legal in three countries around the world. It's his lamb. There's no such thing as, as getting Xanax on the street. It's all fake. Yeah. And these kids think they're getting Xanax. They think they're getting Percocets. I knew nothing of this. Like, you know, I, I had heard that they had dabbled in Percocet, like Percocet or that kids were and that, you know, ki- now I know pills are the number one drug of choice for kids. Oh, yeah. This is so different than mm-hmm. when we grew up. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely right. Okay. And then that idiot from the Cato Institute said it's an issue of demand. Right. Like my kids asked for it. Right. Nobody's asking for it. It's not. It's not they're not asking to be killed by fentanyl. Are you? He's crazy. Yeah. No. They. They are. Of course, uh, at the Cato and uh, other organizations like the libertarian organizations. Many of them are in favor of complete legalization of of all drugs and not fighting this drug war. And the drug war has failed in so many ways, but this is a no-brainer. This this one can be taken care of if uh, if they wanted to do it. And clearly, the people who are running the show don't want to do it. They're fine with 110,000 deaths. Miss Keesling, I'm I'm going to let you go. I've got to move on with the program, but I I, I thank you again for your bravery. And I am going to ask my audience to pray for you and everybody else. I know you're you're facing uh, the hounds of hell right now with all these liberals, and I know what that feels yeah. like as well. I, I go through that on a regular basis. So I'll pray for you on there, too, and thank you for, for being on the show this morning. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. That is Rebecca Kiesling. Uh, again, you've seen her on, on television and, uh, and out there because she's really trying to fight this war. She's trying to wake the people up as to what's going on. And I'll just finish with this. If you have a young one who is going away on spring break this month, please, 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 please. And I'm sure you're already doing this. You guys are responsible. But get the word out. You know, go, go into the office this morning. Put the word out. I was in a terrible car accident. I suffered- it's time to hear some new sound of the day. By the way, I'm getting a lot of emails and, um, and a lot of uh, text messages from folks right now saying it was a tough interview. And uh, thanks for bringing it forward. And, yeah, it, it, Every once in a while, you get those things. Yeah, you get those, and um, but they're necessary to do because she didn't know, and a lot of people don't know what's going on out there. So Elaine's putting that up on the Treyware page, ktsa.com, ktsa.com, and you can uh, spread that interview around so that other people will become aware of what's going on. Okay, Merrick Garland, the AG on the hot seat yesterday. He's as corrupt as the day is long. He's targeting conservatives. I've told you that. These parents that go and pray in front of abortion clinics, he is targeting them, and he started that after the uh, decision from the past summer was made. He put a target on the backs of pro-life and conservative people, and we have information that they are embedding FBI agents in Catholic churches in order to bring down the churches. They are also not prosecuting the people who have attacked pro-life centers. 
They are letting them go scot-free without prosecuting them, and he was put on the hot seat about all of these things yesterday by Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, and let's run through some of this right now. Let's go to cut number one, and uh, Ted Cruz talking about this with Merrick Garland. With Nicholas Roski, a 26-year-old man from California who traveled across the country, was arrested outside the home of Justice Kavanaugh, armed with a handgun, a knife, and burglary tools. And he said he came there to kill Justice Kavanaugh because he was enraged by the leaked opinion. Now, of course, you're prosecuting that individual for attempted murder. But did you bring even a single case to enforce this law or did the Department of Justice decide this law doesn't apply if it's harassing justices for an opinion we don't like? When the Dobbs uh, draft was leaked, I did something no attorney general in the history of the department had ever done before. For the first time in history, I ordered United States Marshals 24-7 to defend every uh, residents of every justice. Well, Garland is a judge. You're familiar with asking counsel I'm to answer an- a question. I am answering. Has the Department of Justice enforced this statute? Have you brought a single case against any of these protesters threatening the judgment justices under 18 U.S.C. Section 1507? Have you brought even one? Senator, you asked me whether I sat on my hands, and quite the opposite. I sent okay, 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. Def- and Have me- you, has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes-no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the... So the answer ju- is no. It's to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute, yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, and what we have done is defended to the lives of the justices with so how 70 do you decide? U.S. Marshals. So there you go. Did not prosecute one case not even one now it doesn't get any better when you're talking about abortion clinics okay because when it comes to abortion related attacks uh most of his actions have been against pro-life organizations in 2022 and for the first couple of months of 2023 the department of justice announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to abortion clinics There have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers 130 attacks on catholic churches since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals, only two individuals on that side have been charged, while they went in, by the way, with you know guns, long guns pulled and everything, going after these people who are pro-lifers, going to their homes and dragging them out with FBI agents in full body armor, 30 at this one house, and long guns. Let's go to Cut number one with the uh, with the uh, uh, Senator Hawley cuts here and uh, and let you hear him questioning Merrick Garland about targeting Catholics. I notice a pattern, though. The FBI field office in Richmond on the 23rd of January of this year issued a memorandum in which they advocated for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics, it's their, their language, including those who favor the Latin mass. Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin Mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? The Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about it? It's appalling. It's appalling. I'm in complete agreement with you. 
I understand that the FBI has withdrawn it and is now looking into how this could ever have happened. How did it happen? That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is appalling. I'll tell you how it happened. The, this memorandum, which is supposed to be intelligent, cites extensively the Southern Poverty Law Center, which goes on to identify all of these different Catholics as being part of hate groups. Is, okay. is this how the... And so that went on for a little while. And now let's go to cut two real quickly. And Senator Hawley is now asking Merrick Garland if they have operatives in these churches, FBI operatives. Let me just ask you, as my time expires here, a very direct question. How, how many informants do you have in Catholic churches across America? I don't know, and I don't believe we have any informants aimed at Catholic churches. We have a rule against uh, investigations based on First Amendment um, activity, and uh, uh, Catholic churches are obviously... All right, uh, so the answer... Instead of zero, was he doesn't know. And the FBI wrote a memo saying we're going to infiltrate Catholic churches in order to prosecute pro-life people in these churches. Meaning, if you, if you go to an abortion clinic and you pray, or if you speak out from a pro-life stance, they are now watching you and they want to prosecute you. This is how corrupt this uh, Department of Justice is. And in fact, we found out from the Washington Post yesterday that the FBI agents who raided Mar-a-Lago did not want to raid Mar-a-Lago. What they wanted to do was talk to Donald Trump like they did with Joe Biden and come to an agreement to get those documents back. That's what the FBI wanted to do. Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice overruled those FBI agents and told them, yes, you will go in there with guns and badges and lights, and by the way, CNN in tow. That's how corrupt this man is, and he has weaponized the Department of Justice against conservative, pro-life, MAGA people in the United States. I want to tell you about my friends over at FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. These are the folks that will give you a free inspection of your foundation to find out what's going on. And if you need repair to your foundation of any kind, whether it's light repair or a complete redo of your foundation or one particular section of your foundation, FoundationSupportSpecialist.com will do a fantastic job at repairing your foundation and guaranteeing their fix for the life of the structure in writing with a transferable warranty. Our crazy weather here, like you're seeing even today, can cause foundation failure. You don't want to live with foundation failure because the next thing you know, your house is out of whack, stuff starts falling apart, it's bad. And sometimes that failure begins, and you don't even know it. You don't see telltale signs early on, but they know what to, they know how to spot it. They know what to look for, and they're not going to charge you for the inspection. That's foundationsupportspecialist.com. Reach out to them today. I hear people say it all the time. <laughs> Who doesn't play air drums on this? Tell me, one person. Yeah. All right. I, I, I thought Alex was great on the drums. I thought he did a great job. 6.38 now, KTSA. Trey Ware here. Uh, Ware and Ryman coming up at 7 o'clock, and we talk about education a lot. And uh, I, I know we crack hard on teachers a lot, but um, it, there's more to it than that. It's, 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 it, there's not, you know, not every teacher is horrible, right? Um, but there is a move in public education right now to not educate kiddos, and I'm talking about at the youngest age, not educate them on reading, writing, arithmetic, and those kinds of things, but educate them on social issues. And it is a conscious choice that uh, school boards are making, and I always tell conservatives, man, you have got to get in education. 
For those of you who are conservative, you've got to get on school boards. You've got to run for it. You've got to run for superintendent. You've got to do all those things. You've got to, or school board president, you've got to um, get into teaching. Encourage other uh, conservatives to get into teaching. Because you have people out there like Alicia Messing in Arizona talking to the Arizona Senate Education Committee, cut five. This is how she believes, and she's not alone. In fact, this is the majority right now, how kiddos ought to be taught. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, The one line that I love is uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That is not it. Now, there is this arrogance in education that we know better because we have master's degrees or we have teaching degrees or whatever. We know better than parents could know. There is a fight for your kids going on in America right now all across the fruited plain for the brains of your children, for the emotions of your children. And they are running roughshod over them because they want them to learn and they want to indoctrinate them with far-left radical policies. That's why she said not what parents want to be taught, what society, meaning them, the far-left radicals, what society needs to be teaching them. That, you know, if you're a boy, you're actually a girl. If you're a girl, you're actually a boy. There's a big lawsuit that's going on about that right now where a teacher in a public school almost, almost ruined the life of a little girl because the teacher started to call this little girl Leo and said, no, you're a boy. And she said, no, I'm not. And had the little girl, nine years old, so confused she was ready to take herself out. Her parents found a note and a drawing that she did saying she wanted to end her life because she was so confused, and the teacher did it, according to the lawsuit. That's happening in public schools across the country because of people like this who say, well, we know better. Remember, uh, two years ago, three years ago, when Terry McAuliffe was running for governor of Virginia. Terry McAuliffe, very good friend, very, very close to Hillary, very good friend with the Clintons. Terry McAuliffe said, no, parents have no say-so in the education of their children, none whatsoever. They don't know what they're doing. And this is the one of the big, major, major fights of our time is to make sure that our children... And what they learn and what they do in school, that the parental authority is not usurped. Now, that's what Marxists do. They usurp parental authority, and that's the battle that's going on in our, in our schools right now. And there, I wanted you to hear her this morning, and we'll play her again a little bit later on on Warren Rima. I wanted you to hear her because the arrogance and the hubris, I know better than parents do. And a lot, and I'm, I'm talking to teachers right now who don't feel that way, and I understand, and I'm not lumping you into this group. I know there are great teachers. I know there are wonderful teachers, and I know you're facing hell in the classroom like the one the other day that was attacked by the 17-year-old. And I stand up for you for when, when it comes to attacks and stuff like that. These guys ought to go to prison. This guy, 17-year-old, had been through the system a number of times and still attacked that teacher. He should be rotting in jail right now. We're too soft on crime. And you hear me talk about that as well.
So I know that teachers face enormous challenges, but there are teachers out there who are trying to usurp parental authority, and parents need to know about it. I'm I'm a big believer, and what I do on my show from 5 to 7 and also on Wearing Rima is I, I'm a big believer that light repels darkness. And what's happening and what has happened for a long time is the media has been hiding people like her and stories like this, and they don't put it out there for you to know, or they change words, you know, cancel debt instead of transfer debt, and all these kind of things that the media does, so people don't know what's going on. People didn't know, Miss Kiesling didn't know the fentanyl problem until her two boys died from an accidental overdose she was on in the last half hour. People don't know what's going on with the mayor and the city council in San Antonio trying to go soft on crime. And so we've got to make sure that we're, we're putting it out there. And then you have people with political agendas who, even though they know the truth, even though they're aware of the truth, their political agenda gets in the way. And that's what The View was about yesterday. And I'll tell you more about that when we come back. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Sean from my friend, Dr. Mark Havercorn at Perfect. I'm having a Doobie Brothers month. I really have been jamming. Michael. He came from somewhere back in long ago. Ah, good stuff. Yeah. What a fool believes. 651 at KTSA. Trey Ware here. Up at the top of the hour, Ware and Rhyme. Let me go to the phones real quick, and then I want to talk about the view. Tony, you're on KTSA. Morning, sir. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to say uh, my, my girlfriend is a substitute teacher, mm-hmm. and she won't even go into high schools anymore. She's just elementary and junior high because they let the high school kids just do whatever they want to, and the violence is out of control. Uh, but she's got a very little head on her on her shoulders, and they're not not all teachers are are that way. But uh, she's you know one of the few. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway, but well, no, the, they, and, the, and the schools have done that to themselves. Uh, they, the, the, the society, you know, we can blame daddy for not being at home, and that's true. We can blame the home, blame the home life, and that's true as well. But the schools have abdicated, uh, and it's not. I'm not talking about your your wife. Uh, I'm not talking about teachers. I'm talking about the administration. I'm talking about school boards. They have abdicated the concept of any kind of disciplinary action. And when they won't take disciplinary action against these people, this is what you end up with. And it's absolutely horrible. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate the call. I uh, got to talk about The View yesterday. Now, everybody is admitting something that we've been talking about for a couple of years. And that is COVID started in a lab in China. Donald Trump said it. He said it back then. I happen to believe it was intentionally done. I happen to believe that our taxpayer dollars paid for it through the NIH, the National Institutes for Health, that money was sent through other organizations so it could not be traced. That's what we call, we used to call that money laundering. Now they just call it creative financing. <laughs> Anthony Fauci, the guy who decided how much money went to the Wuhan lab and how it got there, was also the guy, miraculously, that was put up to manage the pandemic when it was unleashed on the West. And when it was unleashed on the West economies were ruined jobs were done with and we had a president who was taking care of china for the first time and china had a reason to play in our politics with a deadly disease and they did now that's what i believe based on the three years of study that i have done into COVID and and its oranges and, and everything else well now now we have christopher ray 
who's saying, yeah, it came out of the Wuhan lab. Now he's the head of the FBI. Now we have the Energy Department. Yeah, it came out of the Wuhan lab. Now everybody's starting to say it came out of the Wuhan. E- even back then, back then when it first came out, leading virologists, doctors Michael Farzan and Robert Gary, told Anthony Fauci back then when it first emerged that it came from a lab. But you know what? It was miraculous. In just a couple of days, their tune really changed after they got close to $10 million in funding from Anthony Fauci and the National Institutes for Health. That's how this man plays his game. He's as corrupt as the day is long. He needs to be investigated. He needs to be in jail as far as I'm concerned. But the girls on The View spent a lot of time talking about this now yesterday. And their whole take, prior to what's coming out now, their whole take was, no, it's racist if you say it came from China. A bat bit a person, and the bat person spread it all around the world. That's why we have all these people dying. That's what they said. And they said on The View for years that if you said it came from China, if you said it came from that Wuhan lab, well, you're just a racist. You're a xenophobe. And as Sean said the other day, these people saying xenophobe, they don't even know what the word means. They have no clue what it means. They're airhead radicals from the left. They have no idea what that word means. But, man, it sounds cool to say it. Sean says it all the time. Well, the fact of the matter is, The View carried that on for a long time, and they admitted yesterday, folks, why they held that position. You know why they held that position for all those years? Because Trump said it came from China. And when Trump said that it came from China, and he said it over and over again, you remember the classic bit where the, the news reporter is at the White House, and she says, why do you keep saying that it came from China? And he looked at her and said, because it came from China. <laughs> that was at the beginning of the pandemic, and that's when the girls on The View and ABC and CBS and CNN and all the others said, nope, you're a racist if you say that. Why did they take that position? Because they were painting Donald Trump into a corner as a racist. I said it over and over again. I've said it all during uh, Donald Trump's uh, presidency. If he were to say the sun is beautiful, it comes up in the east, they would all say, no, it's coming up in the west now. That's how they feel. They hated the man so much that they were willing to do something that I won't do, that Sean won't do, that Jack won't do. And the guys in the middle of the day won't do, and that is compromise the truth and their integrity for a political position. They knew. They knew the truth at the time. They admitted that yesterday. We knew it came from the lab in Wuhan, but because Donald Trump said it, we chose the opposing view. You won't trust them for your news and information? You won't trust ABC? Hell no. You won't trust CBS? Absolutely not. They ditched all credibility for politics. And the girls on The View admitted it yesterday. Back in just a minute with Ware and Rima coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Are you suffering from hair loss, bald spots, receding hair?